What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 27. Here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? Ah, I'm doing so well. Uh, I can't see straight. I mean, that, that last that last week, this last week of football, um, <laughs> we got we got to start now because we'll be here for the next five hours, if not. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, we would we would be in the next five hours. But I would like to start here with every single person that commented all in when we clearly were saying all out. Yeah. Look what happened. Look what happened. Krish, what, Krish is mad. Look what happened. Varan out. Look at that defense. Yeah. Oli out. It's tough. It's, it's, it, it's over. Yeah. It's over. It's not I mean, tough anymore. It's over. I mean, here's, here's the funny thing is, is I, I took a, I took a, a, a gander at uh, some chat rooms, some uh, message boards, some lives and whatnot, mm. uh, because I wanted to see where, where United fans, their, their heads were at. Uh, and our comment section, right? And um, mm-hmm. some of the rationalizations of that drubbing today at the hands of Liverpool, and let's let's like isolate it and say at the hands of Mo Salah, right? Um, some of them were saying, well, you know, there's no guarantee that if you sack Solskjaer, that the next guy is going to be, you know, even worse and take us even further. And all, all <laughs> I got to say is, all I got to say is, if if that's not the bottom, I don't know what the the bottom it's hard to it's hard, it's hard to be worse it's hard to be worse that's yeah, why i was tough. laughing like how can you say like this is the worst you can get you're losing to your rivals yeah. uh, like the way you did and i'm i had to I have to say this mo salah right now is the best player in the world yes three yeah. goals one assist that is a, an immaculate performance and yeah. that is the game that 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 just stats the status is now the best okay uh, you need to be better than Mo Salah right now to be the best player in the world. Okay, yeah. this is the point that we're at too. Yeah, like and I, I got to bring it up. I mean, come on, a hat trick and an assist against Manchester United at Old Trafford, um, and that's already. And this is why there's so much to pack into this. Um, what did he do midweek too? Uh, Liverpool went down against Atletico Madrid, and, and Mo Salah was there, right? Um, so th- this guy has 15 goals, five assists. Mo Salah has 15 goals, five assists in 12 games this season. 12 games, okay? What? Uh, you know, it's it's just not even a question. He's the best world, best in the world. Mo Salah is the best in the world at the moment, and there's no ifs, ends, or buts about it. You can't. You can't. And did you see the interview he did? Like, yeah. after after I see that interview, okay, I actually went to see who gets more who gets more money than Mo Salah salary wise. Yeah. De Gea gets more than Salah. Sterling gets more than Salah. Grealish gets more than Salah. Sancho earns more than Salah. No way. Pay this man up, okay? Yeah. He's going to stay if you pay him like Lukaku gets, like Krish gets, the money of the best in the world. If yeah. you want, if Liverpool wants Salah to stay, you need to pay him to be the best. Yeah, and and I, I want to say this. Mm-hmm. I knew he was going to score against Man United, Salah, because he just needed one goal. Okay, to become the the top goal, top African goal scorer in the Prem, and if you surpass Didier Drogba in any level, yep. you're a legend. Absolutely. And Liverpool, you have an absolute icon with Mo Salah right now. Okay, but like so. here, here's the even crazier thing. You know, it's not just goals with him, right? I mean, he also leads the Prem in in big chances created. Um, he's just all over the stat sheet and he's just so incisive with his decision making and it, it just he's he's a lot of fun to watch and you have to kind of look at the players around him. I mean Sadio Mane was 
benched, right? Or he was not in the 11 today. And he still has this interplay with the players around him. Why? Because Liverpool's a team. Liverpool mm-hmm. is a team. And I know you were about to say this, and I don't mean to steal your thunder, but as we mentioned last week, Manchester United is not a team right now. No, there's yeah. no system at Man United. And it was actually really interesting to see that Liverpool was doing everything systematically. Yeah. And United were like, they had no orientation on the pitch. Sure. Okay? Yeah. And this is why Oli's going to leave. Pogba is leaving this season. Okay? He's leaving this season. And if you want to get the best out of a player like Pogba, you need Oli to leave. And Ronald knows this. Ronald yeah. was so annoyed. He shouldn't have done that to Curtis Jones, Ronald. But yeah. that is... The mentality, and he was so mad, he's losing 5-0 to one of his biggest rivals. And I want to say something else. It's embarrassing that Brun Fernandes was the only one defending Christian Ronald there, okay? Van Dijk did bully him, okay? And Brun was the only one defending him. What's that? Where's the team spirit at Man United? Individualistic team right now, okay? Shambolic. Shambolic. Seriously. I mean, Harry Maguire, oof. Oh. I, I mean, it just some of the, the, the defend. I, it made no sense. Well, it does make sense to us. We've been saying it for a while now, and I, and I always have to preface this. When we say this stuff about Arsenal, when we say it about United, and it's nice to see Arsenal pepping up, but mm-hmm. when we say this stuff, we don't want this to be true. It's just it's what you look at and you kind of say, where's the, where's the change going to come from, right? Well, and, and midweek, United started once again shambolically. And as mm-hmm. you mentioned last week, and I'm giving you a little kudos here, Alex. You mentioned <laughs> that that more often than not, they are bailed out by their world-class offensive players, right? And that's exactly mm-hmm. what wound up happening. And um, you can't do that against a machine as well-oiled as Liverpool is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I, I think this conversation can happen. Like, <laughs> If Sedan comes to Man United, he'll yeah. be listening to two players the most, Christian Ronald and Varane. You think Varane is going to be defending Maguire? No. I think if Varane had cost 40 million, he'd be out already. The fact that Varane cost, cost 85 million means that if they leave him go, they means they made a wrong decision. And for that to happen, I think with Zidane, it might. You never know, but he's at risk. He's yeah. at risk. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I think it's time to rip the Band-Aid off and uh, start anew. Let the, let the scab uh, heal over. Um, I, I mean, now it's just, how do you get champions league football, right? Fight for that and, uh, and move on. Such I know, it's, I know it's still early. I know we threw a little, uh, uh, optimist, optimism, um, at the end of a couple of our comments last week, but, uh, watching that, that was just tough. That was just tough. Like, and kudos to and, Liverpool. <laughs> and even seeing like the champions league fixture with Atalanta, like yeah. you see that first half. Yeah. That is not a first half that Man United should have in the Champions League, okay? And Kriz knew that. And I don't, I'd love to be a fly, but I, I'm going to assume here, and this is a bold prediction. Mm-hmm. In that locker room at halftime, the only person talking must have been Christian Ronaldo, okay? Yeah. I don't, because to have a rebound and a comeback like that, Kriz must have had an influence in that locker room. Oli, that wouldn't happen with just Oli, okay? So that header. I mentioned you texting, like, only Ronaldo does, does a header like that. Yeah. And kudos to Messi, too. Messi performed really well in the Champions League. So, That's the true. two greats. 
They're yeah. performing in the Champions League. They keep on going. Yeah. So. Oh, we we also gotta we also gotta mention in that PSG game, like Kylian Mbappe is just ruthless. When when he, you know, when he starts feeling the game, uh, he's very very difficult um, to stop. Uh, but he didn't do himself any favor when. Messi gifted him that penalty kick near the end of the game. And uh, I think he hit like a 60 foot yard field goal. I mean, a 60 foot yard, 60 yard field goal. I mean, that was absolutely um, depressing. It, it, it almost put a dent in the game that he had, but uh, yeah, it was really nice to see Messi start. Like clearly he's not back up to speed. He's not the Leo Messi. We all know just yet, but uh, we can see it coming. It's coming mm-hmm. and uh, it, it'll be there. We're talking about PSG, and I want to talk. To, I wanted to talk about this in the pod because I was thinking about it. What is happening with Genie Wijnaldum? Okay, he yeah. must be going bonkers, not playing even one minute. PSG, what's happening there? It's tough. I mean, he's he's made it pretty clear. I think in uh, a couple interviews he's he's done where he just says, "I'm all for the team. I'm all for the team." But uh, I'm not going to lie and tell you that it's not hard uh, going to a place where you thought you were going to play and you're currently not playing. Um, yeah. it's weird because Genie can play on the wing. He can yeah. play in midfield, like, and he's a quality player in those roles. Yeah. So, it, are are we getting into a phase that we can we can start judging Poch? You think? Oof. Or is it early? I think it's I think it's early. I mean, he's getting he's getting things done in League One, which you can't say the same last year. Um, mm. But it, it, yeah, I think it's too early in the Champions League to. To, to to really yeah uh but it, it it's going to take some time obviously they've had some some odd very very odd results um and you know this is one of those things where you assemble what you assemble the avengers but they don't really like each other <laughs> you know they don't really like each other yet they don't really know each other well and they're learning how to play with each other so uh that that came out weird uh but they're learning how to you know play as a team together and um it's going to be some time so i can't quite put it on him yet um but it, it's going to be really interesting to see how that team chemistry plays out, for sure. Mm. It's it's yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. So uh, we saw the United game, but we saw an El Clasico too. Yeah. And what did you think about it? Like, first of all, Gavi became the youngest player in the 21st century to play in El Clasico. 17 yeah. years old. Another stat uh, to go with him. So wonderful talent, but he didn't play too well. No, didn't play too well against Real. I mean, these are these are high stakes. Like this is the Classico, and uh, I'd, I'd be just immensely surprised if uh, you know everyone has the steely reserve of Messi as an eighteen or nineteen or twenty year old. Right? Um, Gavi is still. I mean, hmm. it, it's it's been very little time. Right? Even in Ansu Fati, even even a, a Pedri, who obviously wasn't he wasn't playing. Right? I didn't. No, he was not playing. No, Pedri um, wasn't. Yeah. So the thing is, is Barcelona has locked down their core. The thing is, is that them playing against Real Madrid, they made that a a very solid game. Um, But Real Madrid did look in control. And um, ultimately, okay, Vinicius, I think he went off injured. I didn't see how uh, serious it was. But that, you know, if Vinicius is playing the way he played midweek, right? Oh, yeah. And he does that game in, game out. I mean, Real Madrid is winning La Liga, and they're going to be one of the favorites for Champions League. No, Vini, Vini and Rodrigo had a wonderful performance this uh, this game in El Clasico. They they were solid, and Benzema keeps on getting better. Like the link up between Vini and Benzema, mm-hmm. I can't stop thinking if it was Mbappe, Vinicius Junior, 
y Benzema. Like, I can't stop thinking about it because, like, <laughs> without Mbappé, it's already looking scary and yeah. enough to beat comfortably Barcelona. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's Real Madrid. Uh, that was that was a, a good win. And uh, Carlo Ancelotti, he's, 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 he's making, a, he's having a good job in that team, you know? Absolutely. So, Absolutely, but um, I'll tell you what did did that did that game feel like the games of old? No, it didn't. Um, the yeah, the, the classic. There was a bit. Old. There was a bit more. There was a bit more flair than yeah. beforehand. Like, like I feel like now we're starting to feel like Fati's going to be the biggest in mm-hmm. Barcelona right now. Being locked up with a one billion release clause, just like Pedri, it's a clear message. Fati, Pedri, you two. We need you guys to deliver. Yeah. If you don't, we're pretty much screwed. And like, they, I, I'm pretty, I'm very, very confident with Fati. He didn't. I, I was expecting him to score. Yeah. And it's crazy for me to say with an 18-year-old, I expect him to score, but that could have happened. And we saw, we said Dest, Dest yes. had an assist, which uh, is fantastic for a US player to have. But yeah, what a miss too. Oh, what a Dest miss. Dest had a huge miss. Oh, what a miss. Yeah. I, and, you know, he actually, I believe he had one of those in, in one of our World Cup qualifying games as well, where it just felt like, I don't know, nine times out of 10, he probably would have put that away. But yeah, he put that over the net and that that one could have set a different trajectory off um, in the Classico. And uh, it's, it's a bummer he didn't get that. But it was nice. He got that consolation last minute um, helper to uh, that was to Kuhn, right? Kuhn Aguero. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, it is it is nice to see. This is an instance, it seems, that Barcelona has ripped the Band-Aid off, like we're suggesting Manchester United does, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they they clearly haven't atoned for their um, fiscal sins uh, <laughs> in, in terms of how many mistakes they've made from a monetary perspective over the years. But they are starting to realize that they better lock down their core, their talented core. They better support their core and not just do it, you know, with uh, shade here and, and quotes here, you do it with money. Um, and then, and then you give them what they need and, and hope they develop the way we all think they could. Um, and uh, I think the Classico is going to be a co- lopsided for a couple years, but um, you know, Barcelona will rise yeah. from the ashes again. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the potential is there. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, overall news. So I had, Two players that I I mention a lot, but it was very it would be very hard for me not to mention these two this weekend. Sure. And Foden and Mason Mount. Okay. okay. Foden with two goals and one assist. Okay, for Man City, and Mason Mount with three goals. Yes. And one assist. Yes. For Chelsea. Okay, so these two had a cracking week, and I'm I'm starting to say like easily two English starters right there. Okay. Yeah. And the fact that. Maybe we can have a regen here of a Lampard, okay, <laughs> and a Gerard type rivalry. So they, it's pretty nice what's happening there. And yeah, I just wanted to mention those two because yeah. the numbers, they're going to be even better this season for Mason Mount and Foden. Yeah. Okay? Well, that means a lot. And, and, you know, I get it, right? They played lowly Nor- Norwich City, and I'm sorry for any Norwich fans here, but man, man, is it tough to be you right now. Um, but Mason Mount, I mean, that that's just... It, it, it was a great individual display, but but again, and I brought this up with Salah, he also is second in the Premier League in, in chances created or big chances created, whatever the difference between the two odds. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chelsea also now has, I believe it's 17 different goal scorers 
on the year. 17. We're we're two months into the season. Two months, right? And, and they've already got scoring. 17 scoring, right? Um, and that's just absolutely ridiculous. And I think that further guarantees that obviously Thomas Tuchel is one of the best on the planet uh, in a man- in a managerial role. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and, I, and I really do have to give a quick shout out beyond Mason Mount. I know he's not a uh, he's not a wonder kid. Mason Mount is, uh, but Mateo Kovacic, Kovacic, Kovacic. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, he's already got five assists this year in the Premier League. Um, from a tactical perspective, I don't know if there's been uh, anything asked of him differently uh, or mm-hmm. if he's just been padding the stat book when when the time comes. But he has been one of Chelsea's best players this season. And I don't think he's gotten as much, uh, and I don't think he really expects to, but as much um, he's underrated. You know, respect to his name. Yeah, yeah. He's so underrated. I had to bring him up. Um, People but... mention Georgine, but they don't mention Kovacic. Sure. So... That is, he's underrated. And I wanted to mention here a player that I should mention more, and I understand that, but the team doesn't allow it, and that's Arsenal, and it's Emil Smith-Rowe, okay? Emil Smith-Rowe is easily one of the best dribblers in the Premier League right now, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Dribbling-wise, the kid is a magician, okay? I just feel like when he gets that shot, okay, on point, Emil Smith-Rowe is the 10, okay, Mm -hmm. that Arsenal need. And something that Arsenal needs to understand is you cannot play Odegaard and Smithrow at the same time. Partey needs a midfielder next to him. If you if you play Smithrow or Odegaard, mm. you're, you need Lakonga. Okay, Lakonga works fine with Partey. And if you have Smithrow or Odegaard, you're fine. Okay, yeah. don't 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 put different tactics. Just have every player on the pitch. That's sure. the, that was the biggest problem. My well, well, I think that's a good point. Um, another good point is I was almost feeling uh, guilty in some respects uh, watching Arsenal ball out some. Um, and uh, do we have to eat crow just yet on Aaron Ramsdale? No. Uh, no? Still, okay. It's still early. I mean, he's still, he's still, too, still too expensive uh, in, in my opinion too. But, uh, but I, I do like what I've seen from him. Um, I mean, right mentality. Uh, yeah. He's just he's done what what basically when when they spent the money, that's what they expected of him, and mm-hmm. he's taken over that role. And and you you start to see that ray of sunshine for Arsenal fans in in some respects, uh, where the future is is brighter than than bleaker. Um, so we'll see. True, they got it right. Okay, with Ramsdale, it was a bit too it was too expensive. Yeah, but the player is working out. That that's that's I, that's I great agree to see. with you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just got to ask you, um, at this point in the Champions League season, uh, or Champions League, mm-hmm. uh, did you have your money on Sebastian Haller being a top goal scorer? No. <laughs> no. But I didn't have the, my money, too, with Sporting <laughs> suffering all those goals from him. Oof. So, uh, But Sebastian Haller, I see here, it's, it's 12, 12 games, 12 goals, right? Yeah. He's got. Yeah, uh, yeah, he won't be staying maybe at Ajax next season, okay? And even with Holland's leaving, maybe he'll go to Dortmund. Holler, that's he, he, a quick, that's yeah. a quick speculation that I saw around. That, okay? that, that's, and, that's a good shout because, that, frankly, um, he manhandled Dortmund um, midweek. Was absolutely you know pretty pretty dominant. And then I don't know if you saw the result today in what was supposed to be a close game between Ajax and PSV Eindhoven. Yeah, Holler worked his magic again, and Dusan Tadic is the uh, everlasting uh, playmaker for them. Um, it, it's just fun fun to see a guy that you 
you couldn't see make it at West Ham. Um, just lighten up the Champions League. Um, it wasn't working out. Yeah, it's yeah. Ajax get these players right, like Tadic. They get players that are not working out at a club that they're expected, and they go there. Quincy Proms too, right? Yeah, that's like true. it's it's the right. It's not the age. It's just the right transfer. Yeah. You know, and then you pepper some some great youngsters around them, and you've got yourself a, a solid solid team year in year out. But they, so. they'll go through first Ajax in that group in the Champions Probably, League ahead yeah. of Dortmund. Like <laughs> seeing Dortmund against Ajax, you just see like defensive wise and attacking wise balance overall balance. They have a much better team than Dortmund, much better team. That's what I felt honestly watching the match. Yeah, well, we'll see if it continues, but I, I can't see if uh, if they're like an average four or five goals a game. I can't see it not happening. Um, I got something here though that I had to mention here with the European competitions, and sure. it was: Do you see what Roma? Did you see what oh, happened? Jesus, yeah. Like, like that, that's that's I, 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 how does that happen to Mourinho? Like, you know how many times has Mourinho suffered more than five goals in a match? Uh, not many. Never. Only once. That's crazy. Against Bodo Glimt. Oh my! Only once. Oh my okay, god! So even for Mourinho, this was a rarity. What happened? Okay. So <laughs> I want to highlight the player Eric Botham, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Two goals and an ass- uh, and uh, two goals and three assists. Crazy. Like BFF with Erling Haaland with that rap video. Yeah. Those two scary link up if the, if those two are on, you know. Yeah. So, twenty two games though he has in the league and thirteen goals for Bodo Glimt. And yeah. so we might he- we might have here a player that's showing up in the inter- in European competitions, but he might be leaving too. Okay, just like Sean Peter Arch, yeah. Haaland. All these Norwegian players are going up in value, and yeah, he's yeah 21 I mean, it, years old too. Yeah, and and the only defense I would give, I guess, to Roma is uh, very clearly their lack of depth was uh, was Ryan severely <laughs> severely exposed. Yeah, but but I do have to ask you about this because uh, you know that you know I know the history of Mourinho um, from like a scratch the surface type of approach, mm. um, but you know him being a, a countryman. Uh, you probably do know him a whole lot better than I do. And I, I, I don't know how you're supposed to build up your yeah. um, second team's uh, confidence when you're repeatedly disparaging them in quotes, you know? I agree. I, I, I just agree. don't understand that approach at all. I, 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 it was almost – was it written on the wall that they were going to lose 6-1 to Bodo Glimt? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but when when you're, you know, yeah, tearing into a Brian Reynolds um, – it's really tough for me to feel bad for a, mm-hmm. for, for Jose. So I, I just wanted no, to. I, I agree. He shouldn't have said what he said. And even in went to, with the interview he had, like, I think it was yesterday or was today. I don't know. The blame. But yeah. he said, like, I'm here to represent the club. And I'm not like here, like the previous managers bashing the club. And I'll be honest. I think Jose Mourinho is having, he loves this Mourinho, uh, this Roma job, okay? Yeah. Like, I have the feeling he's really enjoying this because he's the underdog, okay? And yeah. what if Mourinho wins Serie A with Roma, okay? Yeah, it's crazy. bold, it's bold, but it's Mourinho is, <laughs> Mourinho is bold, okay? Yeah. Ever since he's come to the Prem. So, I, I think I think he really felt sorry for what he said. And I think he, he's going to get rid of those bad habits because if he doesn't, 
Not a lot of teams will want him, and I think he understood that, Bretton. Yeah, so that yeah, was really I, nice to highlight. I hope so, or it's all just posturing him, for, uh, posturing for him to get the uh, Newcastle job. But no, I'm I'm kidding there. Uh, but I do. Yeah. Before we move on from that, you know, the, the conference league talk here, I do. You said Eric Botheim. There were there were two other guys for Bodo Glimt that um, all all under 23. Uh, Eric Botheim, Ola Solbakken, and Patrick Berg, and Patrick Berg in particular, I believe he's their captain. Uh, he's been very good for them. And he was there when they were setting, you know, I don't, I think it was North elite Syrian records uh, in Norway. Uh, I think it was last season or two seasons ago when Hauga was there. Um, Patrick Berg is one that you should watch uh, for, to take that next step. Um, and I really, really enjoyed that humble pie um, <laughs> that was delivered because they looked fantastic. I mean, fantastic. So. Uh, you were mentioning fantastic, and if we're going to talk about the European competitions and fantastic, I got to mention the poker that Potsdam Daka had, okay, <laughs> for Leicester. Oh, my. Are we seeing here the Jamie Vardy replacement right here? Yeah. Potsdam Daka? Yeah. Like, pace, finishing, and he seems clinical now. Yeah. So... I think it's a good try. We we I, did say that we were hyped up before even even played. Yeah. So we ain't surprised, guys. And anyone that listens to this pod, you ain't surprised that uh, Pastendaka is performing okay. So it, it's true. And 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 if you missed it, he scored four goals versus Spartak uh, Moscow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even better today, comes off the bench. You know, after a well deserved rest. And he assists the match winner versus a tough Brentford team. Um, and he's really he's starting to he's starting to get in the groove at Leicester. He's starting to feel comfortable, and it's really great to see. And I, I just wanted a perfect segue, and I appreciate that, Alex, because I, Brendan Rodgers did throw this quote out there, and I wanted to read it. Um, mm-hmm. When Patsandaka had to quarantine and was going to be stuck indoors for ten days, the club asked him what he wanted. Do you want tellies, playstations, whatever else? He didn't want anything. He just wanted some books. He just wanted to read, find out more about Lester. Daka is like making his new home. And it, it you know, hey. That's uh, beautiful. That, it is. It's great. And the goals are going to keep flowing. Beautiful. It is. You, you really think uh, Daka is like thinking long term to stay at Lester, though? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a it's really, 22 now, right? We've, 22. We've, yeah, we've talked about it for years to come. And if you're the heir apparent to Vardy, and you've got a, a great strike partner potentially, and Ihanacho. Um, I don't see why you'd want to leave. Even Tielemann. Do you think Tielemann, Madison? You got you got a long players. They're going. They're 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 in for the long ride with Leicester, maybe. Yeah. You know, and Didi. I don't I don't see him staying though. And Didi's too good. And Didi's too good. Uh, Harvey Barnes. He might stay in the long run too. He might. Yep. And you got Luke, Luke Thomas. Thomas coming up. Yeah. And you got, yeah, you got he might stay in the long so you get Wesley yeah. Fofana back healthy. Uh, you got no, you already got Bubakari uh, Samare oh, in but, there. But, so but Wesley <laughs> Fofana, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's too much sauce there, right there, to stay I at Leicester. Okay, can't wait until he's healthy though. <laughs> yeah, that, that's national team. But but you got a couple of players there that you can see in the long run, and yeah, yeah Leicester is easily now above Everton right now in the status club, right. <laughs> And five years ago, you wouldn't say that. So you, you want you want to talk about Everton right now? Because my my goodness, uh, no 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 no, <laughs> getting destroyed by question. Watford. I mean, if we're talking about <laughs> feeling bad for uh, United fans, I feel bad for Everton fans. I mean, that was a Rafa Benitez team. Um, 
thrown out there. And I know Richarlison was coming back and, and there was, it, it got weird. Let's just say it got yeah. weird, but uh, Emmanuel Dennis uh, for, for Watford just went off and just, I mean, I think it was a five, two win. Um, just unbelievable. But uh, I, like I just want to like to end like the in my points like the European competitions like I had to mention this watching the Bayern Befica match Kingsley Coleman and Leroy Sané might be the two most underrated wingers in the world like that duo is easily top five duo of wingers in the world but no one gets to talk about them like it's it's Sané had two goals and an assist and if you see Kingsley Coleman playing yeah. Okay, I'm going to go bold here. If Kingsley Common didn't get those ACL injuries, he might be the best player in the world. Yeah. That is how good wow. he is. Yeah. Okay, Common is ridiculous. And that's why he's at Bayern. Yeah. Bayern knew that. But they were just so unfortunate with injuries with Common. So Yeah, and it's true. And, and even with that injury history, it's why, you know, he's linked he's still to, there? to top stars, to, to, uh, to very good teams i should say you know it's like when he's linked with somebody he's gonna go he'll he'll sign with juventus again he'll sign with somebody else that uh will allow him even if he is out with another acl injury uh he'll probably add another eight trophies to his <laughs> his cabinet but mentally, um, mentally must be very oh, yeah. tough though for him oh i believe it i believe it i mean he's he's gone through a lot and and to be able to work yourself back to to provide a spark like he provides um, pretty much every time he's on the pitch. That's, that's wonderful. But yeah, that Leroy Sané, um, that, that free kick that he took, that was absolutely beautiful. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's a good shout out. And I think I'm trying to see if I, that one little shout out, you know, Club Bruges got their butts handed to them. They got humbled by Manchester city. Cause you know, they, they got some points off the of city last time. Um, I really got a shout out that Noah Bamba, right. 16 years, nine months, 14 days old. Uh, he is the youngest uh, Champions League debutante so far this year. So um, that's saying something. The future is there at Club Bruges, and we all know that likely not staying at Club Bruges. He'll be somewhere else, uh, but that was cool to see. Um, did you have any other shouts for European competitions, or we were all no, over the um, It would be Cole Palmer, though, like the debut. Yeah, and like cool. Kareem the Dream, Kareem Adeyemi. Three yeah. goals, three assists in the competition. I have said it previously. I expect to see this player worth a hundred million in the near future. Yeah. Okay, Kareem, the dream baller. And you know that's so. actually a great segue. Did you want to go to transfers next, or? Yeah, yeah, okay. transfers. So if there's anything that we didn't mention in the Wonder Kids highlights, guys, please go put it in the comment section down below, and we'll gladly have a convo with you. So transfers, yeah. I mean, I just to wanted watch. to start off because you just talked about Adeyemi, right? Yeah. And, yep. you know, there's got to be a next step. There was a next step for DACA. There was a next step for Holland. There's a next step for DACA. Uh, there is a next step for Karim Adeyemi. And I, I, you probably saw it as well, um, that yeah. there were uh, family members. There was an agent uh, of Adeyemi's that were was reportedly in Munich, meeting with Bayern Munich uh, officials. Um, I'm looking at it. Though. Yeah, and I'm looking at it, though, and I'm saying... I really like Liverpool to come in for Adeyemi. I mean, who better like to fight the uh, hege hege hegemony? Is that what it is? The monopoly mm -hmm. of Bayern Munich <laughs> than Jurgen Klopp coming in and, and grabbing him from under Bayern's uh, <laughs> uh, strong hands. Um, but I could see him doing phenomenally well at both. But you put an Adeyemi in the same uh, 11 as a Musiala as a, I mean, 
it's just I, yeah development wise i do think for adayami it's safer to go to buyer okay but tacticians wise i think the best fit is liverpool i have to agree with you yeah. <laughs> counter-attacking pace clinical finishing at 19 i think adayami you put him instead of firmino not every match okay because rotation but he's going to develop really well with club but i do think that if i if i was his agent you're going to Bayern munich guaranteed development and liverpool truth is club leaves mm-hmm. what happens okay the tactics aren't maybe the same for adayami it's everything can happen okay in football yeah. so Bayern, i think it's going to be the the choice for adayami but that, that was a nice suggestion there. I, I, how much would he cost, though? Like 30, 40 million? Uh, I, do you think that much? I, I, I think people have gotten smarter based on the prices that Holland and Daka have gone so, for. So, yeah, that's probably actually right. That's probably actually yeah. right. That's a good... Holland left for 20. Right, which is... Oh but he had a release clause. That's so, true. I, 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 30, I think 30 could do it. Yeah. Yeah. 30 could do it. Yeah. Uh, so here with the, the transfer stock, I, I, ha- I wanted to mention this quick because I found it funny that a team like Chelsea that has Lukaku, yeah. Tuchel is talking about Holland. Like, <laughs> what? What? Well, like what? You, you mean to say that Chelsea is actually considering playing Lukaku next to Holland? Hey, man, it depends on how Lukaku is, uh, how long he's out. No, just kidding. Uh, that's yeah, scary. I mean, no, no, no. But that's scary, man. That's Ima- like, imagine. That's 4 4 2, Holland, Lukaku. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Instead of Lautaro. And this, I honestly think Lukaku ain't playing the same because he doesn't have a supporting striker like Lautaro, okay, mm-hmm. like last season. He would be much better with a Holland next to him. He, he likes to have a striker supporting him. Yeah. And Holland, I don't know, but that would be that would be interesting. And I've mentioned it previously. I really thought Holland was going to Chelsea, yeah. this transfer window, because Roman Abramovich loves loves a poster boy. Okay, Chevchenko. Chevchenko, look, it's, Chevchenko. The, it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I really it, thought that it, was. Except, yeah, Holland... Um... My goodness. I mean, he's he's high up on every attribute uh, beyond that. And you know what? If, if Lukaku can't play off of Holland, Holland will just score the damn goals himself. So, uh, yeah, you're right. That would just be absolutely ruthless. Um, Two million a month, though, I think. That's what oh. he's going to earn. 500K a week. That's what Erling Holland's demanding. And you're wow. going to get him for 60 million transfer. So, Hayola wow. is saying to the clubs, look, we got a release clause of 60 million. Now, <laughs> compensate us with a huge salary and that's why Hayal is one of the best agents in business yeah that's uh, this is what he did yeah. this is what he did it's it's absolutely uh unreal how much does uh rayola make in a year can somebody figure oh, that out easily please? more than 100 million i'd that's say crazy. it's just easily. unbelievable i think he bought the house of al pacino after he got the pog deal <laughs> That, that that was actual news in England, <laughs> I remember at the time. All so, right, well. Just the okay. fact that he can buy that house just shows, like, how powerful it is. I'm surprised, like, but, he doesn't have his own cryptocurrency. 
Like, if, you know, you, you, know, you never you know, know NFTs, man. He might, he, maybe he'll do NFTs of his players. You probably you never know yeah. what's happening. Yeah, uh, for sure. So I wanted to mention this. Did you see like Paul Fonseca being mentioned as the new Newcastle coach? I was literally, I was going to ask you about that, right? Um, <laughs> that, that was an odd one to Telepathy, me. Telepathy, <laughs> I just, it's, it's, it's like further, not further along than just like speculation, right? They're actually having talks. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikushira was the the journalist, I think, quite credible. credible. You mentioned he mentioned it. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's debatable for some people on that credibility uh, from time to time, just based on what I know on Twitter. But then again, that's not me saying that. But yeah, Paolo, Fabrizio, Paolo Fonseca. <laughs> oof, I mean, are we really thinking mm. that that he's the right person to start out the era? I mean, he was only great with Shakhtar. Am I wrong? I mean, he underperformed with AS Roma. Did he not? He's an upgrade, though, from Steve Bruce. Well, and Paul Fonseca, he may not have been very good with AS Roma, but he had a good style of play. He yeah. had a good style of play with AS Roma. <laughs> and for Newcastle fans, you'll have a much better style of play with Paul Fonseca. I don't think he's the man, okay? I, I'm not going to put my chips on Paul Fonseca, but I do think it's a good option for what's out there. They won't get Zidane, Newcastle. They won't get Conte. Maybe they could get Lampard. Yeah. Maybe they could get like Paul Fonseca. So I, I think those two are, they're interesting. interesting that is interesting. Options. I mean, and then what does he do? Does he raid Roma? I, I mean, does he go for like Mictarian? Mictarian? I'm sorry, my, uh, I got like peanut butter on the roof of my mouth. Uh, does he like bring Chris Smalling back? What do, What do you bring him back to the Premier League? I, I'm just, I'm a little confused at where he then. Um, well, I, I said like last podcast, they get Longley would be a really good signing. Sure. But um, oof. Well, you, you uh, start somewhere. I did see, I, I'm going to go with the lead up. Yeah. Luis Diaz. Yeah. Like everybody wants Luis Diaz and Newcastle. That would be a very good signing for Newcastle. Yeah. Seven, 60, 70 million. I'm telling you, Luis Diaz is one of the best players I saw in Liga Bwin in the, in the last three years. Okay. Yeah. He's really performing. Okay. Yeah. So... He's, he's also been virtually player. unplayable for Colombia. He's been absolutely phenomenal for them in, in their mm-hmm. World Cup qualifying. So that would be that'd be a good piece um, to bring in. Uh, and then to have mm-hmm. Sam Eximin still there and Almiron. And, but, but the name that just kept standing out in, in terms of all of these rumors uh, is Usmane Dembele. And do you think that's realistic? I mean, I get it when he's yeah. healthy, when Dembele is healthy. He's electric. He's fun to watch. He's just its a beautiful footballer. It reminds, of, reminds us of the yesteryear when he was healthy, and he was doing that from day to day for Ren and for Dortmund. Um, but you really want to, like, start your era off with a guy that's been injured so often that he spent more time off the field than on. I don't, I don't want to be that guy, okay? But yeah. the truth is Dembele, everybody, like, Barcelona doesn't want to keep Dembele, okay? He's a problem right now. Right. I don't want to be that guy, but Dembele is a problem right now for Barcelona. And the fact that they can offload him to Newcastle, okay, maybe it's a reality check for him. Okay, a necessary reality check. And he'll be receiving a ton of money. So I think it can work out. Okay, it's a rebuild. And it all depends with the pieces he has next to him. Right. But yeah, if they, if they get four or five players that are mid-world class, like Dembele is mid-world class. World class in form. Not in form, he's normal. So Langley 
Callum Wilson is not world class by any shape or form, but oh. he's a good player in form. Jamal yeah. Lewis, you mentioned Joey Willock. Yep. They got a mid. They can go against Wolves next season. I'd say they can go against Leeds next season. So right. it's it's whether or not they have the patience to. But yes, mm-hmm. I hear you. Um, that, that'll be interesting. I mean, and you know, you know, there is somebody. There is somebody um, sitting on the bench over at Tottenham. You know what I'm talking about mm. here? He's, he's mm. 25 now, although he looks like he's 15 years old. Um, Harry Winks has played very little this year. That's true. That's I mean, true. You know, I'm not really saying for Newcastle, but there are plenty of Premier League teams that need a little kind of um, mm-hmm. a more solid addition to the center of midfield. Um, and Harry Winks is not playing anymore for Spurs. He's, he's out in the cold. Uh, I think he's got one meaningful appearance this year for Spurs. So, but I well. told you, man. I remember, like you were like really bullish with this Harry Winks, and I, 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 he's he's normal. I don't see him being special though. Well, he's like, he's, he's a ability. cog in a machine, right? He's he's a he's an addition to to a team mentality that that could do well. I mean, certainly skips uh, better. Yeah, skips better. Well. That's 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 how I see things. Like. I think Oliver Skip just plays because he's much better than Winks. Like, Winks is just so mediocre. Passing ability was what he had special. But now, I think yeah. he's I think he's he's leveled a bit. He's leveled well, a bit. we'll see. I, it's hard to believe he is he is 25 now. So it's not as if he's and that's he's still got plenty of years left. But um, he's true, beyond true. what we should be talking about on this podcast, Alex. <laughs> True, but I um, had a, men- a player uh, that it's a guaranteed transfer. Lee Keep has confirmed. Yep, Marcel have guaranteed that they're going to get Matteo Guendouzi next uh, this season. Eleven million. It costs Arsenal. Okay, and I'm just going to say, like for me, mm. Marseille got a bargain for Arsenal. Okay, absolutely. And I'm just praying that Arsenal know how good Saliba is. Yeah. Okay, because if they if 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 Marcel managed to get a uh, a deal for Saliba that would be embarrassing for Arsenal fans because Saliba right now is the top 10 young center backs in the world performing mm-hmm. okay yes Arsenal have that right now so don't let her go yeah. <laughs> don't let her go please but but we'll uh, see we'll see what happens uh, it'll be fun to see Saliba and uh, Gunduzi, Gunduzi against uh, PSG in the next hour um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah that is that is they have to turn a page on that one, and the fact that they're even getting eleven million is is probably pretty decent um, for Arsenal, and they just got to let him go. Um, and I think that was the plan all along. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, let, let's talk about one that I could really get behind and get excited. Uh, about. I know what you're. Is that, is Can that we? The pet, pet, yeah, pet? yeah. Please talk. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's been a little star of uh, the Major League Soccer season, or I should say Major League Soccer season, not the Major League Soccer. And that has been Ricardo Pepe, who plays for FC Dallas. Go. FC Dallas has given us Weston McKenney, given us Paxton Pomacall, Chris Richards, mm-hmm. Brian Reynolds. Uh, Jose Keaton Marino. Parks was there. No. Keaton Parks, yeah. Jose, uh, well, no, Keaton Parks was NYC. Uh, wait. No, Parks Before was NYC. Parks? Before NYC. Do ah, you have more but, football yeah. knowledge than me about American sports? I don't I, <laughs> Oh, now you got me worried. Um, but but no, there's uh, there's a kid, Christian Kappas, who doesn't get nearly mm-hmm. enough um, credit who plays in uh, in Denmark. But anyway, I digress, right? Um, 
Ricardo Pepe has, has been just on fire this season, 12 or 13 goals in major league soccer. And then they call him up. They're forced to call him up U S men's national team. And he saves us a couple times scoring a bunch of big goals. And it'll be massive to see how he plays against Mexico uh, in November. But anyway, <laughs> as happens with a lot of these, these guys that are coming through um, and as happened with Brian Reynolds previously and McKenney and Adams and all them, um, a bazillion clubs are out, and uh, I, I honestly more than usual though. More that is true, and uh, I I was very kind of surprised to see that the Premier League was sniffing around him, because um, mm-hmm. if you're asking me for my favorite destination for him, it, it's it's logical, right? Send him to oh, IX. Send him to IX. I mean, him at IX would make me so happy, even if it's Holler's understudy, um, or send him to Dortmund, um, because you know there's going to be turnover up there in the coming years. Right. Um, And both of those teams will play their players. And I I think there's still this um, chink in the armor of of us American uh, football fans uh, when we see a player go abroad. Um, I mean, five years ago, I or 10 years ago, I was so excited when Clint Dempsey would get 15 minutes for Tottenham. Right. And now every day even though, well, Pulisic is injured and Reina's injured and a bunch of people's injured, but Ricardo Pepe's out here scoring goals left and right, and these, these names are coming in. Sergio Dest is starting for Barcelona in Classico. Um, like, that type of stuff Reina, is there. There's still, yeah, there's still, like, an underconfidence type of feeling mm-hmm. about this, and I just want him to go somewhere where he's going to play. But then I think about it, and I'm like, I think Ricardo Pepe, I'm not going to call him, like, inevitable, but I think mm. wherever he lands – he will find his way into the 11. I think so, too. I think so, too. And you, Wolfsburg, wouldn't that be a good club, too, Bretton? Yeah, there's like a verbal agreement there. But the, the players that have gone to Wolfsburg before them, mm-hmm. um, I don't like it. I don't like you it. You don't like it? No. Mm. No, I don't. I so. did see the news, like, in the Prem. I think it's Liverpool interested, mm-hmm. United, mm-hmm. Brighton. And I, I, there's another club, but you, you you think the prem? I think you think the prem is a viable option for Ricardo Pepe because I I know he's a clinical finisher, okay? Yeah. And I knew I know for a fact that clubs there's like there's a lack of strikers, and the fact that he's American or not, like they want quality clinical strikers with fantastic finishing. Yeah. Pepe's that, okay? Mm. So do you think like the prem would be a viable option for him? Uh, I'm going to have to wrap my head around that more because if you were to ask me a week ago, I would have said unequivocally no. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I, the more I think about it and what you brought, you know, what you just brought up, it, it, it does mm-hmm. that. It does make sense um, because he would get his moments. I mean, he's mobile. He presses, he buys into mm-hmm. like any any mentality that you're gonna it, like the kid is humble as hell and he's just ready to get to the top um and i think how much will he cost 15 yeah 10, it really wouldn't be that much I, I think you're gonna look it's gonna be a lot higher than say the eight that brian reynolds uh uh had put on him i, I think it's gonna be more like yeah 12 to 15 with uh with incentives um but it's a good he, deal he's 18 he's 18 years old and um He's got the world in front of him, so it'll be fun to see where he winds up. That's interesting to see a major league soccer talent leaving for that money. That's very it's, interesting, in my opinion. It's going to be normal in the in the coming future. I, I really that's do the feel spirit, that. It is. That's the spirit. Yeah. So, is there any transfers you want to mention? Like, 
No, those are the only ones I wrapped up. Okay, so if there's any transfers that we've we've missed out or speculation, put down there in the comment section down below, and we love to have a talk, and we'll gladly have it. So, our last topic is is more of an opinion based, but uh, it was the Bretton's idea, and I I really liked it, and it's who is in our favorite 11 okay under 21 11 it's not based by uh the, who's the best but who's our favorites okay yeah. who's alex's favorites and who's redson's favorites 11. Yep. <laughs> so you want to start like goalie or do you want to just say the 11s yeah um yeah well, let's start I'll, like goalie i'll start you want to start with the goalie yeah and then at the end well we can wrap it up by saying the 11s as a whole um but what i really would love to to just I hope people will get a little interactive about this because, mm. you know, this kind of like, I grew up knowing, and this is going to date me. I, I, we now mm. know my age when I say this, but I grew up loving Brian McBride, not because he was the best striker. In fact, a lot of you probably don't know who the hell he is. Understand who the right? hell he is. <laughs> exactly. Um, but he played, he played for Fulham. He was a, a Fulham okay. star uh, back when it was crazy for Americans to go abroad. Right. And he did really well there that if you ask anyone that was a, a Cottager fan, right, that was a Fulham fan, they know who Brian McBride is, okay? Um, but he, he was the type of guy that would go up against, uh, you know, an Italian defender in the 2006 World Cup um, and take an elbow to the face and literally have to get, like, metal installed in his cheek. because, And then Jeez. he'd play with, like, a bloodied face the whole rest of the game. He was the guy that would take 15 knocks and get up every time. Right. So that's kind of what I meant by this. I love those warriors. Exactly. So I have a lot of these guys with uh, chips on their shoulders. Um, and okay. I'm going to start with a biased one and I'm going to go with an American goalkeeper. Um, he's 17 years old. He's six foot four. He plays for the Chicago Fire. And um, I'll be very honest right now the Chicago Fire has been a dumpster fire the last 10 years. Okay. And that's about the, that's about the only fire that's been happening there. Um, but there is hope ahead. Uh, they're starting to rely on their, their homegrown talents. Uh, they got 30,000 people out to soldier field the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, and in goal started, I think the last eight or nine games, he's got four or five clean sheets, which for the fire, that is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. and his name is Gabriel Slanina. Um, and he's 17, six foot four, good shot stopping ability, confident as all get out. Um, and he's a name you're going to hear a lot moving forward. Is he better than like a David Ochoa who will play for Mexico moving forward? No. Is he better than Ilan Meslier? Obviously not. But Slonina is going to be somebody you want to watch out for because he is essentially the hope of a whole franchise in Major League Soccer moving forward. And he's good. It's mm -hmm. early, but he's good. So we'll see. There you go. There who's you your go. So who's my goalkeeper? So I'm going to go here with my Irish heritages. And I'm, if, I, if I'm telling you that I, I see this player play club level, I'm lying, okay? I don't see Portsmouth play. But I wanted to mention here because I'm half Irish, okay? And I absolutely loved it. I loved this. I didn't love <laughs> I'm half Irish, and I watched the Ireland-Portugal game, and I was admired by the goalkeeper, and that was Gavin Bazuno, okay? 19 years old, and he, he honestly leveled himself against Portugal. Sure. And I had to say to myself, like, Ireland. You have that position locked. And previously, one of my favorite players growing up was Shea Gavin. Mm. And now see Gavin Bazunu doing that for Ireland. It's, it's really nice to watch for me. So that's my pick coming from my, coming from my Cork heritage. So I had I like to mention it. this one. And uh, yeah. 
I like it. And, and he's part of the uh, Man- Manchester City machine, right? He's on exactly. loan to Portsmouth. And, uh, and I think... He'll inevitably have to leave, right? Yeah, he will. Um, probably, because I don't see him. Yeah, Zach Steffen uh, has gotten some good words. But I-, I-, I think the bigger thing to say here is we look down lists of U21 goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Trubin. You got all these really, really good studly mm-hmm. dudes, right? A bunch of Turkish goalkeepers that look great. Um mm-hmm. And there's only one that stopped the Cristiano Ronaldo penalty. <laughs> and that's Gavin Bazuno. So I think, you know, your heart's in that's the right place, move. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, go. yeah. He, All right. He, he well, did have a memory for me. So There you go. Um, do you want to go with your left back? Uh, I want to mention, like, the four defenders, like, just okay. so we can wrap defenders. So uh, I want to start, like, I'll, I'm going to mention my defensive line. And my defensive line consists of, Noon Manja at the left, mm, okay, shocking. always going bold. Shocking. Uh, Julian Timber at center back. Lacroix, which the pace is bold and the community on TikTok <laughs> know that Lacroix is extremely bold. And I don't know who's his lookalike, but he's bold too. <laughs> and Tino Livermento, okay? Yeah. So my defensive line is Noon Minch, Julian Timber, Lacroix, and Tino Livermento. I want to have a special mention here. Tino Livermint, Academy Player for Chelsea of the Year, and he's bowling for Southampton, okay? Yeah. I don't see him staying maybe next season already at Southampton because he's playing so well. Yeah. So, and Armin Bochatamay, uh, too, for yeah. Le Coban. So, uh, yeah, that's my my defensive line. Five million euros, right? Is that what that was to, to land Tino? My goodness. Uh, yeah, and he really is. It's He's fun to watch for Southampton. And, man, he, he took that right back position over quick over there. Um, but that's a that's a high ceiling back four, um, even four favorite 11. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll go mine here, and it's, it's going to be maybe a little more leveled up already in terms of uh, who we know. But I love it because there's a lot of CONCACAF in this. Um, you, you and I defer on who the best left back in the world is right now, U21. Um, yeah. And that's okay because it doesn't mean I don't believe in Nuno Mendes. It just simply means that Alfonso Davies, in my mind, he's essentially one of the goats of the CONCACAF region, okay, currently. Um, so he's got to be my starting left back, uh, capable of anything at any time. I'm so, yeah, so we're going to go uh, – you're right, I should I should lump them together first. We'll go left back, Alfonso Davies. We'll go center back, Bubakar Kamara. He can play middle too, middle of pitch. We'll go center back, Wesley Fafana, when he's healthy because he's just a beast. And right back, this will puzzle some people, but I'll say Serginho Dest. Um, I just <laughs> – I, I, there's such a high you ceiling. You have to on. say Sergino Desk. Yeah, on. there's just such a high ceiling on Sergino Desk that it just makes me um, happy. Uh, and he's playing more and more like he has a chip on his shoulder, right? He had a pretty bad outing for the U.S. men's national team, I think, early on in World Cup qualifying. And he has mm-hmm. since followed that up with really solid performances. And I don't know of many right backs uh, that can create the, the type of magic on the dribble that. Mm-hmm. Alfonso Davies can on the left side, right? And to have those just makes me like really excited. If we're talking about a favorite eleven that's going to uh, impress, uh, probably leave us a little exposed on the right side defensively. But hey, that's okay. Um, you got Fofana there. You got Fofana. If you got Fofana, you're good to go. And Kamara, Bubakar Kamara, tough tackler, mm-hmm. incredibly composed, plays beyond his years, versatile. He'd be my general, my smart general, because he's not the biggest dude, but he'd yeah. be my general. Um, He's a quality player. 
He is. He is. All right. So your midfield. So my midfield, the trio, got to put John Felix because for me, the dribbling of John Felix is still immaculate. Okay. Sure. Uh, I love it. Tonali. I'm, I love it. I love that Tonali is <laughs> finally delivering this season for Milan. I did mention that I was very sad of him last season. And I'm very happy now that he's delivering as he should. should. And he went out against Bologna and they suffered two goals. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. So that means Tonali is the system. He's the engine of AC Milan right now. Uh-huh. And my third option is Chouameni. So Chouameni, underrated player for me, considering where he is at playing ability. He's, he's, he's top, top, top class. He's French national team level, and he's yeah. not talked like a French national team player. That's so true. my midfield is Felix, Chouameni, and Sandro Tonali. Okay, that's my favorite under 21 midfield. That'd be bonkers just to actually see that. You know, has anyone have, I wonder if any of our uh, listeners has, has ever assembled that that midfield uh, in, in FM or FIFA. All right, mine mine is uh, relatively straightforward. Uh, mm-hmm. Pedri's the organizer. Hmm. Wore this for a reason. Jude Bellingham is in there, there to be the, to be the bite and apparently to score ridiculous goals like he did um, over the weekend. His slalom goal, uh, then he roofed it, loved it. Um, and then you ready for this? I was very surprised. Um, <laughs> surprised with yourself. <laughs> surprised with myself when I thought about it. I'm sitting there like you, twenty one. I want Phil Foden. Phil Foden. I want Foden. I, what? I, I he's yes. He's got. He's you're got. Always hating on Foden. I, I am, and and you know what? I think it's because you're you're seeing him turn into a world class star. I mean, he already is one, mm-hmm. but like, he's just he makes every moment count. Um, he plays with a chip on his shoulder. There's almost a little like, uh, you know, I think it's something about English players, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's just that like they got a little bite to them, which I really really like. And Jude has it, and and Phil Foden have it. And I think those two in the midfield um, would be absolutely wonderful with the the graceful uh, uh, approach of Pedri and the organization of, of Pedri. So um, that would be a cheat code. That would be a cheat code midfielder. But Foden playing at eight, I think that might be his future role. Like in three yeah. years' time, in yeah. that English team, I think he might be an eight next to Mount. I really think that's going to happen, Breton. So it's interesting Great. that you put him in that midfield because I I think he's going to be more of a midfield in his career. Than a winger. All right. And when, when Guardiola leaves, mm-hmm. I think that that will that will adapt. Yeah. So did you almost choke up when you said that? When when Guardiola leaves, you almost choke yeah, up. <laughs> if if Guardiola leaves, like he'll he'll have a sabbatical year and maybe he'll go to Newcastle. <laughs> you never know. That's so that's where the money's at. So uh you wanna go with your trio up front? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, okay. you know, I got I got bite. In the midfield, mm-hmm. I got you know I got flair on the wings, and I'm gonna over overflank the flair. I'm gonna add way too much flair. On the left side, I'm gonna have Kamaldine at Stadrenay. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you've seen him dribble and you've watched him play, like I got to watch him play in the Danish league, and now we're watching him play in Liga Un, um, mm-hmm. he's delightful. Just which is weird and old of me to say, but he just is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so I'm gonna go Kamaldine on the left. I'm going to go up top. I couldn't get away from this. He's a freak of nature, Erling Holland. Um, and yeah. uh, finally, on the right side, on the right side, I'm going to go very Homer here, um, even though he doesn't really play on the right side, but I'm going to put Brendan Aronson, uh, Brendan mm. Salzburg, because he's a mighty, mm. 
he's annoying. He's pesky. He he's a half space merchant. He just sits in those little spaces and and waits to get that the the ball. He can make something happen out of nothing. And yes, he's American. Um, it's biased, and I'm picking him anyway because he's from the Philadelphia Union, and I I love him. So it's favorite eleven. So there you go. You have that moment. And you deserve it, Bretton. So <laughs> my trio. Uh, you mentioned a Stadtrend player. I'm going to mention a Stadtrend player, and it's the player that I think will be a world class winger, a top three winger one day. I'm that bullish on this kid. And it's Jeremy Doku that right now is one of the best dribblers in the world. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so Doku Vlahovic and Ferran Torres. Every player here, they're not the best in each position. But every player has a special trait. Vlahovic has the finishing of Haaland. Okay? He might not have the physical ability and the overall package, mm-hmm. but the finishing, Vlahovic has it. Doku dribbling is already in a special, special category itself. And Fejan Torres, goal scoring and clinical and pace, the overall package in terms of like being the Spanish player for the future, I believe he's going to be one of the key players in that Spanish team. Yeah. So th- these three, these are my favorite players to come. Okay, Vlahovic, right. and Doku. So you want to mention the elevens? Yeah, we'll mention the elevens. Okay. And, and what what do you think? We throw them in the notes. And what I'd love to uh, maybe we can even do one of those polls. <laughs> Whose would win against each mm. other? Alex versus Breton. I wonder who's. Come on, win. your midfield is like ridiculous. Yeah, like, my, I didn't my want to put the best in midfield. Like That's your midfield true. is actually, it's actually ridiculous. Like I, I have to even say it. Like I'm like, whoa, man! Like you went bull with our midfield. So I'll mention <laughs> my team. So all right, go Gavin Bazuno, yep. left back, Nun Minch, Lacroix, Timber, Tino Livermento, then Felix, Chuameni, Tonali, and then up front, Ferran Torres. Vlahovic and Jeremy Doku. That's, that's my favorite under 21 11. That's a fun 11. I'm, I'm trying to, uh, it's like a nice diverse 11 um, mm-hmm. because they don't have, there's not like a really common element amongst all of them, um, yeah. but you have good reason to have each one there. So, all right. My 11, I've got uh, goalkeeper Gabriel Slanina, left back Alfonso Davies. My two center backs are Bubakar Kamara and Wesley Fofana, right back Serginho Dest. Uh, in the midfield, I've got the cheat code, Pedri, Jude Bellingham, and Phil Foden. And up top, I've got Kamaldine Sulemana, Erling Holland, which is another cheat code, and Philadelphia Union represent Dupe. I'm going to say Brendan Aronson. All right? There you go. Um, there you go. That was fun. That was fun. If you guys want to participate, like – Tell us your favorite 11s, under 21 11s in the comment section, or players, okay? And explain to us why, because we love to know the stories around why you love these players, okay? Absolutely. And you can love Fati just like you can love Darwin Nunes, just like you can love Musiali. You have a story. You have a moment. Yep. So, yeah, just tell us, and we love to hear it. So that was a good part, episode 27, right? That was. I mean, we could go on forever, but... uh. We have to stop somewhere. Even good things come to an end, right? Yeah, there we go. But more things to come for sure. So if there's anything you guys want us to mention, like, or any, any new element you want in the show, please put down in the comment section below. And yeah, guys, I think, uh, thank you for listening and yeah, peace out. So long.